0: Welcome to the Coach Bono's Podcast from the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bow, Brian O'Connor. Hey, we're recording live with the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisors Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisors Group at O A G K S You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show. Check out our Facebook, just search for Coach Bono's Show. And you can email us at the Coach Bono's Show at gmail.com. This is episode fourteen. And today i got an interesting interview, Luke Slaybaugh is going to join me. Luke is one of our other hosts here on the Studio Soapbox Network. He has his new podcast, Raw Tools, and uh, I really enjoyed chatting with Luke. We talked a little bit about podcasting, we talked about his experience on TV and doing local sports, and some of the things where he's wanting to go in his career. Luke's a young guy who really is a sharp, sharp guy. He reminds me a lot of uh, our Godfather here, City of Soapbox, Tyler Jones. It's so great as an older guy to work with some of these inspiring young people. Guys who are they inspire me, and they are aspiring to be great. And I was really impressed with Luke. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. Before we get started with the interview, though, I'm going to talk a little bit about this weekend. I uh, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving weekend. As uh, you're getting this, it's the Monday after. And, uh, you know, sometimes we get through the holidays and the holidays kind of get started and kind of get lost in the shuffle with things. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, share how my holiday and Thanksgiving went a little bit and hope that yours was well. Uh, we had a great little luncheon, all the O'Connors and the Brookses, my wife's family, all together at, my, at our home, which was wonderful. Great to see all this family. And that's really what the holidays are all about. So hopefully you get to see some of your family. And hopefully if you didn't, you know, hopefully you get to spend some quality time you know, with yourself or with those you love and care about. Uh, I do want to go over some of the football stuff. We had a crazy weekend in college football. Uh, upsets of, of just all over the place. Michigan beating Ohio State. We had Alabama damn near losing to Auburn. That going into the four overtimes before Alabama pulled it out. Uh, it was funny. I was watching that game, and at the end, when Alabama got the ball back down 10-3, I actually texted a buddy and said, Alabama's going to score. They're going to go to overtime, and they're going to win it multiple overtimes. I just had a feeling there. Alabama is not going to let Auburn off easy in the end. And uh, Alabama earned it there in the four overtimes. They, they, Auburn did everything they could to make them earn it. But then the other big thing happened Sunday in college football. Even after all the craziness, Oklahoma State also beat Oklahoma. They're going to be, I think, in the top four of the college football playoff now. But the big thing that I think we saw was right after the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game, uh, Lincoln Riley, the head coach at Oklahoma, says explicitly, I will not be the next head coach at LSU. Uh, As an LSU guy, there was a lot of rumors that LSU was talking to him. uh, My understanding is they're talking to him and Jimbo Fisher and a couple of others as well. But uh, uh, Lincoln Riley explicitly said he's not going to LSU. And then about 12 hours later, maybe 16 hours later, the information gets out. Lincoln Riley to USC. I'm going to talk more about this on the .5 this week, but this is Lincoln Riley showing his true colors. Now, USC job's a good job. It's not a better job than Oklahoma. But this is Lincoln Riley is scared to compete in the SEC. That's plain and simple what this is. He didn't take the LSU job. He was going to get it if he wanted it. Doesn't want the Oklahoma job anymore. This is not about money. This is not about anything else other than he's afraid of top-line conf- uh, competition, and that to me as a coach is just absolutely unforgivable. Um, I-, I can see if he's saying for his career, hey, i will probably longer to go to USC. They'll probably tolerate you know more losing or. Not as the expectations wouldn't be as high, but to me, this is a loser's mentality. I'm not saying that Lincoln Riley is a loser, but it's a loser's mentality to do what he just did. And uh, I really don't respect that quite a bit. So, again, we'll talk more about it on the point five. Join us on on Friday for that. Uh, I know Ellen's going to be on. We're going to have another special guest as well. We're going to talk at length about Lincoln Riley and the coaching carousel. So enjoy the interview with Luke, and I'll see you on the flip side
1: hey welcome in hey this week we are privileged to have uh one of our brothers here on the studio subbox network luke Slaybach. and luke has raw tools here on studio subbox one of our newer pods and uh, i've been impressed with what i've seen and heard so far we talked a couple minutes before we got started here uh well luke welcome first off coach bono's podcast i appreciate it thank you Coach. And- yeah, thanks. And uh, so, hey, starting out, um, we were just talking a little bit, but you, uh, so you started your your podcast here on our on the on the network, the Studio Subbox Network, and uh, you're kind of affiliated with Tyler Jones, the you know, Godfather. I'm beginning, I'll call him. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but anyway, you came with uh, came over uh, a little bit about your background. So you were uh, you're you're an MU grad, Missouri grad. You're from the STL originally. You know, we got STL represents in here. We let, we let the STL guys in here. So um, now you worked TV in both Tulsa and Knoxville. Correct. Let's um, I want to get back to something here in a second, but I want to talk about this in a second. Um, And then currently you're doing some freelance work at the podcast and then some freelance work with the Austin Spurs and some other things you're doing with, uh, with belly sports. And we're going to get into all that here in a minute, but, I have a question. This just popped in my head. I'm going to ask it first. You have some experience with working with SEC coaches in Knoxville and then really Big 12 kind of coaches here in Tulsa. Tell me what you think the differences are in those kind of two markets. I, I'm from the Southeast originally, and I, I always say, you know, the SEC says, you know, it, it just means more. Do you feel like the product or, like, the coaches are different? Or what has be your experience difference between, like, the SEC fans and culture versus the big 12 fans and culture.
2: I have a a lot of experiences just traveling on the road, covering Tennessee football. But I think the constant is that the community revolves around the week's results, a a win or a loss, specifically when I was in Knoxville, I was fortunate when I first started, um, covering UT. They, they won five games in a row. It was 2016. Uh, the Hail Mary pass against Georgia. Like, it was – everything is thriving. The economy is booming. We love everyone. This is, you know, you've got cardboard cutouts of the coach outside Kroger next to the Coca-Cola products. Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, when things go badly and you start losing three games in a row or you finish under 500 and you don't make the bowl game, it's fire everyone, get them out of here. Yeah protest, burn the couch in the street. From my experience, at least, there's a lot more hope and less nihilism at the Big 12 schools that I have uh, covered, whether it's Kansas State, Oklahoma State, OU. These certain schools have different expectations. The communities around them, the fans, the supporters, they know who they are, and no one really tries to step too far out of their lane. Everyone wants to do well. Oklahoma yeah. State wants to go to the playoff. Baylor wants to win the big 12 and go to the playoff. Oklahoma is a perennial championship contender. Yeah, They they aspire to the great moments in life, but they don't ride or die on it necessarily. Yeah, I think from my experience going to university of Missouri, that school made a decision a long time ago to treat all sports equally. Like, like, men's basketball under norm stewart was the thing and they were really yeah. good and they made the tournament however many years in a row and it was a great consistent product that they prided themselves on never been to a final four and the football team had its ups and downs i've seen it do really poorly and then i've also seen it be one game away from the national championship appearance yeah so i think in the big 12 geographical area oh use a great example they love their football team and they want them to win but when men's season comes around when gymnastics season comes around when softball season comes around there's an equal amount of energy put into the product that they're putting out there and in for college athletes that's a great thing and i really like the big 12 and i I wish i could have covered it more
1: yeah in the sec you see it more of just a it's football it's football all the time
2: Yes, and at least when I was covering Tennessee, when I first yeah. started there, the basketball rebuild was happening under Rick Barnes okay. the first couple of years. they were just uh, they're yeah. fine. They weren't making the tournament. But when they start to heat up, that's when people come around. Yeah. Uh, softball to the baseball team at UT right now. Uh, they're led by a St. Louis guy, Tony Vitello uh, went okay. to uh, we have some family friends in common. Um, but I just remember talking to him about that when he first started. Um, now that the, the baseball team was, I think, in the top five this year, yeah. Tennessee fans are like, "Oh yes, ball baseball. But
1: yeah.
2: football is the culture it permeates through. It is the yeah. one tie that, that binds everyone together.
1: Okay. Um, so what got you? So you, you went to Mizzou. Uh, what got you started and what made you want to go into uh, sports, whether it's talk or whether it's TV or what you're doing now in, 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 um, you know, in the PR side? What brought you to that? What, what kind of what was the the genesis of that in your your mind?
2: I've always been a writer. Uh, okay. My parents wanted me to do something involving writing. By the same token, we had sports on in the household all the time. Uh, whether it was blues games on Fox Sports Midwest now, Valley Sports Midwest. My Parents driving me to and from uh, my own baseball games, and we would have another game on on the radio in the car. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, we've seen we've seen the Rams win the Super Bowl. That was a huge thing back in ninety nine, two thousand. And I had that love of sports, and I also had the writing skills that I wanted to apply. So I went to Mizzou thinking, oh, I could you know be a sports writer, could dabble in some play by play or reporting if I really wanted to. And towards the end of my freshman year, we had to do a tour of all the different media, whether it was newspaper, TV, radio, digital. At the time, at the, time the digital kind of over-the-top platform thing was kind of just permeating the that yeah. academy or the, the journalism school 2012-2013. So I toured the, the local news station, but its workforce is primarily students. Like, it's a commercial television station, KOM, KOMU, but the, the students, their shifts that they work. Is their grade? They're graded on how they perform their job, news reporting, producing everything, and it's a decent product that they put out there. And it was definitely what I needed to get my experience and chops underneath me. But when I toured the TV station my my end of my freshman year, I was like, oh, I, I didn't know this was a thing. They have one guy dedicated to being a sports anchor and doing a sports cast and get to put it in all yourself. And I was also really attracted to uh, the green screen weather wall and kind of the, huh? the clickers that the meteorologists use. And I was like, damn, this is cool. I was aware of local news. And I think even my generation, our exposure to the local news was checking to see if we had a snow day or if we were off yeah, school because of, of the winter. But other than that, dabbling in local news, you, you heard of the news personalities, you knew who they were but you never really paid attention to the product. And I would argue that that is still the case today and even more of an issue for local news, but I tried it out. I was put my nose to the grindstone my final couple of years of college. And I ended up in Knoxville, which was a really great job to have. I was kind of thrown into the fire immediately. I was really, I, I went from being this student that was getting, you know, thumbs up all the time to, being told, like, hey, man, you got to do better. You got to you can't have bad days at work. Like, you got to give it 100% all the time. So that was kind of the the stepping stone and and the what kind of fostered my my love of sports journalism and where I am today.
1: Okay. You know, it's funny you say that because, I mean, I'm a number of years older. How old are you now? 27. 27. So I'm 44, uh, 45. Oh, God, I'm 45. So I'm a lot older. And so I can recall as a kid you did like watch local news because it was before the internet. Yeah. We didn't have the internet until I was in college. So um, <laughs> that's how old I am, but it was, you know, that was where you got your information. And so you're right that a lot of it is, and I think it's getting worse for the more than it's getting better. And that's when you see that now it's a lot of local news, you know, is weather, some sports, a few headlines and they, do a lot of that. Now they take a lot of those headlines. They get those from a central hub, you know, sort of like what Tyler does.
2: There's know. a huge debate right now over the the future of local news. And it's something that needed to be addressed even back when I started five years ago in Knoxville. But a lot of it is the wages haven't kept up with what the demands are. Yeah, We've seen, I mean, the, the big local conglomerates will slash their newsrooms. They'll cut it down. I mean, some cl- I can't say that never mind but there are certain companies that
1: <laughs> I know where you going with that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: cut, cut cut that I can't say that but there are certain um certain companies that, that will downsize immediately and yeah. uh, the salaries haven't kept up but there's a whole debate because no one's really watching they can't make sales they can't yeah. you know, add revenues not what it once was yeah so there's there's a whole debate I'm glad I got out when I did and I don't regret it yeah. <laughs> that's all I can say.
1: With that, so um, no, I'm getting text messages right. Um let me Do this, you know, get rid of text messages. turning your phone off. Uh, <laughs> um, so now you're you're not in local news now. What and You're doing some work, some PR work, and some stuff on your own now, freelancing. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing there. You got a couple of really interesting pro- uh, projects that you're doing. Tell me about those.
2: Yeah, so so my full time job is not in the sports media world at all. It's just I it's negligible. I can't really talk about it extensively, but I work for a government subcontractor in aerospace, okay. which sports planes. Great. And then I just started last month doing a digital and social media management for Bally sports Midwest. It's a freelance gig and it covers the St. Louis market, the Kansas city market and the Indianapolis market. So the teams that Bally is partnered with, they need someone to update their websites, clip yeah. highlights from their games, post stuff on social media, and I'm still getting my bearings underneath me for that. It's something that it was an opportunity that I really couldn't pass up because yeah. if you, you get affiliated with that brand. You you get inside that uh, culture and that, that family, and uh, it's a really good team that they've got of freelancers. So I'm doing that. And then tomorrow, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, but yeah. Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, I will be... Driving to Austin, um, to do in-game hosting and and emceeing for the Austin Spurs. That is the first I have said publicly of of that, but it's something that will will mainly be weekends and trying to figure out uh, my place in that as well. But when the NBA G League calls, you say yes. So (laughs) that's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I, I love so, and this is one of the things that attracted me to becoming, you know, close with Tyler is I love how. So, well, I, I love the grind. You and Tyler both both have that, where it's like, hey, we're willing to take these jobs. We're willing to go over. We've got to go to do it. And unfortunately, like you were talking about earlier, it's one of those things where there's not that local outlet that you can get paid fairly, you know, to work and become part of that community and stay there, you know, with some, not guarantees, but with some formality to it. And unfortunately, a whole generation like you guys' generation, your 20s and 30s now, are going to experience that. You're going to experience this. You're going to have to grind and do this gig and this gig and this gig in order to try to land a, a bigger gig somewhere else. And I don't envy you guys for that because, like you said, you love the idea when you were in Knoxville and a lot of the things you were doing there. But then, you know, things get downsized or things change. And so it's like a whole thing for a generation you guys are going to have. And so I love to see people who are motivated, like yourself, you know, Tyler Jones, you know, is one of those guys as well. Um, what motivates you? Tell me about how that motivation, how do you get that motivation to keep going, to keep using those, doing those projects like that? Is there an end goal? Is there something you're looking at trying to get to, or is you're just having fun doing it?
2: Um, I I have lots of goals and I have, my eyesight on particular things in the future. I'll, I'll say this I loved every minute that I was working at Fox 23 in Tulsa. I really did. I loved the people I worked with. I loved the people that I covered. I liked going on the road with OU and OSU. I loved covering TU football over there at Chapman Stadium. I liked the, the soccer team that we had in town, the USL team, the FC Tulsa. Amazing people. And what drives me, we talk about motivation, is the Opportunity to tell their story and frame it in the best possible way to put my own spit on it to, to be a creator and, you know, put the narrative out there of so many things. Uh, high school kids overcoming the obstacles that they do, whether it's from a bad part of Tulsa or from some middle of nowhere town in the Northeast Oklahoma area and, and getting a college scholarship. Um, guys overcoming their fear of water to do an Ironman triathlon I'm I'm just thinking of things that I I spit out uh, the stories that I did but like there's really inspiring and great people in, in Oklahoma and I loved also that we didn't really have a boundary as to where we would cover stuff we wanted to do things in Tulsa but when Oklahoma State football players are doing the, the night to shine uh, Tim Tebow's philanthropy and they're going yeah. to a, a Methodist church and they're uh, dancing with, with kids with, with special needs. It's like, that's awesome. I, I would do that all the time. And I loved it. I, I loved every minute of it. So I just, like you said, there wasn't much of an opportunity for growth or yeah. advancing in my career, at least the, the end goals and yeah. uh, Milestones I had in mind, so I needed to make yeah. a change, and I, I wasn't happy about it. I was kind of a nervous wreck when I did it, and uh, it polarized quite a few people as well. But I look back and I think I had made the right move.
1: Okay, and, and the podcast is part of that too now. So you get that, and you kind of keeping your chops regular and doing getting your opinions out there, and you know, showing you can do a lot of different stuff. Um, I, I like that. Talk a little bit about about raw tools. What uh, what's your kind of your format? What is it your if I'm listening to your show for the first time, what should I expect?
2: It's it's timely. It's kind of running through the latest issues or talking points in sports. Right now, football is in season, so that's kind of where my bread and butter has been, whether it's you know, coaching dilemmas or things going on that need to be changed in the sport or just anything that I have an opinion on. I try to keep it relatively tame and try to, Try to find a theme or a common, you know, moral to a story that I can put in there. So I'll tell you, it's been exhausting after six weeks. Like it's the, the monologues are, are, are sporadic. Yeah. Sometimes I have a hard time putting it all together. And then also, like I've wanted to have a lot of sports media friends on, yeah. athletes on. Uh, and again, I don't want to restrict it just to sports. So I mean, my artist yeah. friends, my music media friends. Yeah really anyone I'll interview anyone. And I really just someone who I would find interesting and someone whose story I want to tell or hear from. So the people that I've had on the first six weeks, I endorse fully and I, I love all those people. Um, so it's constantly taking on a different form. We're trying things. We're still in the early stage. Yeah. I read that like 90% of podcasts don't make it past the third episode. Yeah. And of those 10% that do like 90% of those don't make it past episode 10. Yeah. So just the, the constantly putting yourself out there and creating it yeah. is, is just, it's something that I want to get into the habit of doing with that. Said yeah. I'm taking this week off because I'll be driving, yeah. you know, from St. Louis to Texas to Tulsa and this whole, whole big triangle yeah. thing, but it's a grind. <laughs> it is a grind and a lot of it is self-inflicted too. Like I know that you said that, you know, me and Tyler like grind and, and Tyler, a lot of his travel is, he does the racing podcast. He yeah. does all that stuff, but he's got a lot of like leisure and fun put in there. Like whenever I get a Snapchat yeah. from Tyler, it is not at a sporting event. It's it's something extracurricular, and I, I think for the first five years of my post college career, it was a lot of just going to Edmond to cover the high school tournament, yeah. going to going to Manhattan, Kansas, and staying overnight in Topeka, like not a whole lot of extracurricular activities Yeah, and I, you, that takes a toll after five years when you, you miss your friends, weddings, you miss family stuff. You miss all that stuff in pursuit of a goal that might not even be achieved. Like I want to be a reporter and anchor for Valley sports, Midwest for uh, even a larger network. And I've done all these things for the last five years in pursuit of that goal. And then for some odd reason, like those things don't come available or that dream ends up being futile. Like that's, that's gut-wrenching. And that's part of the reason why I left my job at Tulsa was like, this is not the way I there. I'm trying to find the other way, but this wasn't it. So I just had to step well, aside.
1: You know, a generation ago, it was everybody wanted to, you know, guys like us that wanted to be in the sports and in media wanted to do radio. You know, everybody wanted to do ADM radio, you know, sports talk. because sports talk was huge between the 90s and early 2000s. And now the podcast thing has come along. And, and podcast has been something that can be great and it can be, you know, um, a, a positive. It can, it can be a positive a couple of ways. One, it can be a positive because it can sharpen your skills and make you better at what you're doing. You um, can show that you're available to do various content, that sort of thing. At the same time, it can be profitable if you get to a certain point, which I mean, none of us are really at in, the, in this network yet. <laughs> and, and I think that some of us will get there. I do. I think that you know we're we're still a ways away, and it's about building consistent branding and consistent content over a large period of time. You know, you, talk, you your stats were dead on. You know, saying hey, most pods don't get past 10 percent get past ten. I'm this is episode fourteen for me, so I mean I'm. I'm, I'm kind of bucking the odds a little bit. But at the same time, each week's a little bit of a grind, getting to the next interview and the next person after that. And then you start, okay, well, who can I get here? And what's going on here? And maybe you schedule one out, two or three weeks out, and then you get that phone call. You're going to record on Wednesday, and you get the phone call Tuesday night or even Wednesday morning. Hey, I can't do it. And I got to go do this. And that's happened a couple times now. It's like, oh, man. And <laughs> that's a, that's a whole
2: do that's a whole topic we could cover in terms of the people that said no or like pulled out at the last minute. Yeah. I had so many good like so many great people and people that I still like love and respect but like to talk about the braves uh to talk about yeah. the New York Knicks like I was just so like ready and I was like, please like if you can come on like in like three or four days and either never hear back or all that stuff uh getting no but yeah. that's not new that's not new to me. No, and I, love all the time here,
1: and I love that your pod is not just going to be about sports. I mean, that's one thing we're trying to do a little bit here. Is that so? We yeah. do it two ways. We have two two shows a week. You know, Monday is an interview. You know, this will be one of the interviews, and wow. then Friday is me with my co-host Ellen Wingenter, and we're just talking about what's going on in general in sports. And then we'll usually have some kind of fun contest in there. um You know, so those are the kind of things we'll do, and so we get to kind of have the best of both worlds there. Um, I like to say when we do these podcasts for Monday, it's we call it the our regular, you know, episode. Um, it's about trying to, you know, highlight something. You know, again, it's high, highlighting raw tools this week, and then also giving you an example. Even use the example of saying, "Hey, maybe some of the things you're going through, other people are going through as well, and how we all kind of are a community and helping one another." And that's a big thing we try to do in this pod. And I see some of those same kind of things you're doing, some of those, those hardships you're going through. Cause I've seen them with Tyler. I've seen them with my podcast. I've seen them with a couple of others that I know. It's like, okay, you know, well, how do we all help each other? And um, I love that your content's not just one thing, it's not one dedicated, you know, piece of content. It's not, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners every week. It's not, you know, you're real um, mundane. You know, it's not the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, it's, it's. hey, we might talk about the Cardinals this week and we might talk about the Braves next week and we might talk about college football playoff, you know, whatever it might be. You've got a very wide knowledge. I kind of, I dig that. Yeah, I mean, and I, oh, go ahead. Oh, you, you go ahead. You got a thought there. I, don't, I, I, I was
2: just going to say, and that's credit to, like, the people that I've gained on my, like, Twitter following. I think, the the pandemic, this is kind of, out there but uh, a lot of people came together on Twitter and on social media when the first stay-at-home order happened and I started learning a lot about the Cleveland Browns and the New York Knicks and like the Vikings and teams that I never really paid much attention to and I was like okay I mean I can speak the language now I guess but yeah anyway that's just what I'm saying is that I've got a diverse following and I'm really happy about it
1: that's pretty cool yeah Yeah, I've had to start all over because I got banned from Twitter once (laughs) already. I didn't know you couldn't call somebody a name. Yeah. So I, I did it twice and got banned. So yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the question I also have for you is: let's talk about your goals. You mentioned you do have some goals down the road. What are those? What are some of those things? Are you speaking in the in the speaking out there out loud, or it's something you want to talk about or not?
2: I just spoke it into existence,
1: <laughs> right? About well, like sports a couple, and some things. A couple like
2: minutes ago, yeah. Like I grew up watching Fox Sports Midwest now Ballet Sports Midwest. I would love to be on air there. I, I would even be on air in local news in St. Louis just because it's the city I grew up in and I love it. And I want to live here. I would do. I mean, I, I feel like it's a dream that so many people have, like when they either go into local news or sports journalism, in some capacity, they want to go to the largest market and the largest network possible. And yeah, that's the mindset I've always had is I I want to take things as far as I can. Like, until i bite off too much that i can't chew and like process and swallow then i'll know when that is but but right now i've been trying to fill that void i guess local news okay. did it for a while and then i realized that, that wasn't the way and so now it's taking gigs 12 hours away from home and
1: okay. seeing what happens yeah and that's part of being young and doing it i, I love it <laughs> build a build, hey, build your portfolio. Build all that. You're going to get a resume. You're going to meet people. You never know what job it is that gets you into the job and the career or the path. that's going to be the one that works for you. I don't feel y'all. I'll tell you that. It, you just, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story. So I'm, I'm 44, 45. I keep saying 44. I'm 45 <laughs> years old. And, um, you know, my job is I'm a financial advisor. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this for 17 years now. Before I was a financial advisor, in my late 20s, I was a restaurant manager for a few years. And I got recruited from being a manager of a restaurant of a major a major company at the time. They're out of business now. I got recruited to become do, come do this. Guy was a regular of mine. He was like, hey, you know what? You're kind of too smart to be doing what you're doing. You know, that was his, his words, not mine. And he said, and he was under like six months. But you never know that that door is going to be the one that opens, that brings you into a career. That... You know, again, I worked, I ended up working for him for six years. Stayed with his company for three after he left. And then started my own firm a few years later. And that's where I'm at now. And it's amazing because I could not see that in my 25-year-old self. You know, I just wouldn't have thought of that. And I would have thought that I would have gone a whole different direction. You never know which lane that's going to drive you into. That next gig can be the one that... You know, someone sees something and goes, oh, wow, that was really good. Maybe that is what gets you in with Bali or, you know, ESPN or, you know, anything, you know, NBA TV, you never know, whatever it might be, you know, you just don't know. And so I think a big part of it for young people is continue the ride, keep going and keep going. And that hard work will pay off. And there's times you think, well, maybe it won't, but it will. And get all the experience you can get. So yeah, I think I'm glad Tyler got you over here at the studio Soapbox. What is it you want to accomplish with the uh, Raw Tools?
2: Kind of like what you said, build a community. I I've, I've heard from people who, who have listened that that aren't just family, that are people that I've actually known or, or met in person or, or people I've connected online. And there has been a sense of catharsis with some of them that they they feel like i'm speaking to things that either they feel or something that they can understand and sympathize with and again i don't want it to be limited to anything i just i i drilled it into my head that i never wanted to stop creating and i never wanted to be silent because i think you take the the fox 23 logo and microphone away from me it's like oh he doesn't have that influence or that platform that he once had what does he have to say and i don't subscribe to that at all i think my best work is
1: ahead of me. I, I agree. I, I think it's a great way of looking at it. To see your best works ahead of you. All right, we're going to get you out of here a couple seconds here. I do uh, a little thing at the end each week. I don't know how much you've listened to the pod, but I do a, a few questions here at the end. So these are all just don't give it too much thought. This is about having Perfect. some fun. So, yeah. all right. Are you a foodie at all? Do you like food at all? Are you a foodie? <laughs>
2: Admittedly, yes, I do okay. eat food.
1: <laughs> you spent some time in Tennessee, so you know some um, some favorite kind of barbecue. Carolina barbecue, Kansas City barbecue. What do you like? Texas, what do you like?
2: Um, this is going to sound really homerish, but I think the best barbecue I've had is in Tulsa and around the Tulsa area. Okay. Uh, your Billy Sims, your Oklahoma Joes, your all that stuff. I know that sounds kind of corporate and kind of sell-out-y, but. All
1: right. If you had a superpower, what would it be?
2: Teleporting for sure. I've got a 12-hour drive to Austin coming up. uh.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love that you have an example and a reason for that too. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. If you could choose any celebrity to be your best friend, something the person you deal with all the time, who would it be?
2: That's such a great question. Celebrity to be my best friend? I think McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. Okay.
1: That's a really good answer. I've had that twice now, but I think it's a good answer. He's one of those yeah. – when I put I that mean, question together, I knew I was going to get a couple people over.
2: Yeah, because, like, the, the really rich people, like your Bezos and your Musk, yeah. you're like, I, uh, I'm not really – I'm not turned on to that idea. But I think, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, Are damn, we- I'm going to stick –
1: I think it's a really good answer. I think Matthew McConaughey would be a really good one. So, I mean, the all right, all right would be, get a little old, but, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't be. Plus, I bet the girls would be all right, too. they would probably find some pretty good uh, hangovers there. Um, let's see. Um, oh, oh, okay, uh, a couple more, more food one. Cornbread or biscuits? Biscuits. All right, all right. I love it. All right, well, that's what I've got for you today. Hey, I appreciate you that coming was it? on. Tell everybody where they can best find you. We're gonna we obviously put stuff in the show notes, but where can be my where can our listeners listen to raw tools? Um,
2: well, it's all on your, your Apple Podcast, your Spotify podcast, your Google Play stuff, Raw Tools with Luke Slaybaugh, I think is the the the, the subtitle of that. Yep. Um at Twitter, Luke Slaybaugh, L-U K-E-S-L-A-B-A-U-G-H, and then it's the same, but with an underscore on Instagram, Luke underscore Slaybaugh. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to think about that celebrity question for a few hours now because, like, Connie's in Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll
1: think about it. You know, I'm from Louisiana, so I'm kind of an anti-Texas guy myself. <laughs> it, uh, that's, that's a good answer. So, yeah, that's a good one. All right. Um, all right, so you're a Louis guy. do have one more question. Yes. How are the Cardinals going to be in 2022?
2: They'll compete. They'll make the playoffs in some capacity. I mean, they did it this past year. It's just need a shortstop. Yeah, that's my analysis. I can't. I don't want to get too deep into it, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's one glaring hole that they have for twenty twenty two.
1: Okay. Well, we'll be. We'll check out the pod, and uh, anytime you want to come back on, come back on. We'll have some fun. We'll bring you on on a uh, on a Friday pod and just kind of goof around a little bit too. So, yeah, anytime it'd be great. Anything you want to talk about? Come on on anytime. Yes, sir. Hey, Luke. Thanks for coming in, and uh, we will be checking you out
0: there on Raw Tools. Hey, huge thanks to Luke Slavov for joining us today on the Coach Bono Show. Hey, I love young professionals trying to grind and trying to find their way, and Luke's a great example of that. He's someone who's trying to find his place in this world. I hope and wish nothing but the greatest of successes for Luke, on raw tools and then whatever he's doing down the road i know he's running around just doing all sorts of different things and i just cannot uh wish him better success i was very really impressed with the young man and i'm looking forward to being on his show hopefully in the near future as well uh, i want to thank luke i want to thank tyler jones everybody at studio soapbox for all you do behind the scenes most importantly thank you to you the listener don't forget to rate us and review us apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify Anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. It is very, very helpful to us. It, it, you know, you heard us earlier talking about podcasting. This is a tough deal. Those reviews do mean a lot to us. So, if you're a listener and you're enjoying what you're hearing, even if you don't enjoy it, give me a minute. Go on, do a review. Get us five stars. If you give us less than five stars, we'll keep your opinion to yourself. But uh, help us out. It does mean the world to us, and it does mean so much every time we get a five-star review. So thank you so much. Uh, Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week. Let's all keep working hard, enjoy get ready for the rest of the holidays, and take care, everybody.